0: Welcome in to R.J. Bell's Dream Preview, the college basketball edition. I am A.J. Hoffman. He is Griffin
1: Warner. Griffin, how are you, man? I'm doing well. I'm very happy to be here. Uh, Just did a soccer pod with A.J., so make sure you guys tune in. I'm now an expert.
0: I'm now an expert. I don't Yes. like to brag too much, but I know some things quarter go. goal and quarter goal uh and my, we'll see maybe my best bet tonight is minus 3 and a quarter uh it's it's entirely possible uh but yeah we're going to we're going to talk co- uh college basketball here we'll see if you want to listen to the soccer pod hey all the better it's the the quarterfinal round i learned not the not the elite 8 it's the quarterfinal round uh but either way we've got some some games to discuss here and we're going to we we're stick with the same format that we usually do. We will uh, go through the biggest games over Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, kind of look ahead to what those lines might be and which way we might be leaning. And at the end, we're going to give you a best bet. Uh, Griffin is going to have a bad beat story, uh, which I don't know. was a, a, a kick in the balls for me as well. Uh, but we'll discuss that later on. Let's jump into this weekend's action and let's start with Alabama and Houston Houston we're going to project project as about an eight point favorite I'm curious your thoughts on this game bud
1: who uh I like the prospect of Alabama the what they can be um but I gotta say Nate Oates drives me insane like he was (laughs) so good at Buffalo and had like did a lot with Not a lot, I got to say. He's had a lot of talent at Alabama and got big seeds and really hasn't delivered. And I feel like it's partly because of his strategy, which is really all math-based layups and threes. Um, But the variance between making those threes and not making them is significant. Um, I also feel like this is a rematch from a game last year that was very controversial that ended at the buzzer, if I remember correctly. Um, And I wonder if that might be a little bit in the mind of some Houston players, but um, Alabama is really talented. I just don't see them as a legitimate threat to Houston uh, unless they make a ton of three, shoot a crazy percentage. Houston has an off day, which, I mean, they've, they've had some trouble, even though they're undefeated at this point in the season. Um, I like both these teams. I like the future of where they could be. I think Houston is the far more polished finished product at this point. I agree with everything you just said,
0: but I think I'm going to lean to the tide here. And, and this is going to be a fun game to watch. If, particularly if you like defense, UH just kind of puts to squeeze on teams. And I think they'll do that to Alabama, but we've seen teams that want to play up-tempo, just ground to a halt. And that Kent state game, there were 93 points scored in that game in the whole game. And Kent state's like an up-tempo offense, but because UH is so good at forcing teams into crawls, particularly the ones that can kind of at least somewhat compete from a talent standpoint, their games tend to be very low scoring. The three best teams they've played Oregon, Kent State, and St. Mary's, those three games averaged a total of 105 points per game. It, like, that's an absurdly low number. And the average game has ended within about seven points. Bama's the best team they've played this year. And after St. Mary's, it's probably the best defense they've seen all year. I just think UH is not running away from these really good teams. I think their style of play makes it hard to bet them as a huge favorite against talented teams. They'll blow out teams that don't have any talent, but against a team like Alabama, I think the tide can hang here.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a big number. So in a low scoring game, you're likely needing to hang around and maybe dodge a couple of foul shots at the end or, I mean, in a low-possession game, I feel like you see a lot of upsets in the NCAA tournament because they're usually snails, and one team that's from a like Christian conference hits a bunch of threes. And then all of a sudden that's enough to do it. Alabama clearly are not one of those. They are very talented and can certainly do a lot of damage in that type of area. I just feel like if their threes aren't going in, they have a little bit trouble, of trouble hanging around. And then in a low possession game, when they're fouling late, those fouls mean a lot, but potentially you can't get outside the number because they give up fouling at a certain point. So uh, lean to your way to the dog, but I just don't know that it's even close to being on my card. All right, let's take a look at Arizona and Indiana, uh,
0: which I think is a a pretty fun matched game. Uh, but most Indiana's games, what they come down to is, do you have someone who can slow down Trace Jackson Davis? Someone who can just kind of give him some trouble? And I think in this case, the answer might be yes. Uh, Balo, Tibelis, they've, they've got plenty of size and skill that Trace Jackson Davis is not going to have it easy on either side. And Indiana looked lost against the physicality of Rutgers. And I don't know that I'm not saying Arizona can do that. I just think the cats are better defensively than people give them credit for. And Indiana's looked most vulnerable in the two games they've played away from home, the Rutgers loss, and then a two point win at Xavier. I think the crowd in Vegas is going to be much more wildcat friendly. I, I lean to Arizona here. What do you see in this matchup?
1: Uh, definitely agree that there's going to be a lot of cats in, uh, in that crowd, uh, went to an Arizona game there last year, actually during the the PAC 12 tournament. And it felt like it was an Arizona home game and none of the other PAC 12 schools even cared. Um, I do, I mean, I also don't want to undersell Indiana though. They probably have a lot of people that are excited to get out of Bloomington and play and sink the biz to go to, uh, Las Vegas. I'm sure that's a, a pretty nice trip as well. Um, from what I saw with Indiana, uh, they were my best bet a couple games ago against uh, North Carolina in a win and also went against them as a best bet on Rutgers. So I feel like I feel pretty good about Indiana right now and where I kind of see them. Um, they attacked the UNC inside and just went up them like over and over and over again. I don't know if that was because Baycott was injured or, or what necessarily was happening, but um, I don't think that strategy is going to work against Arizona because as you mentioned Tubellas and Bala, but then also they have a bunch of other seven footers if they need to pull them out there, if they get in foul trouble, um, I think Arizona is going to force Indiana to make shots. And I've not really believed in Indiana to make uh, perimeter shots in their whole time. Trace action Davis is great, but I feel like he's going to have um, a really, cause to me, he's a little, not at the college game necessarily, but I feel like he's undersized in the NBA and in, in this type of matchup where Arizona has a bunch of trees up front. Um, I I see Arizona as the only side I want in this one. All right. So some agreement there.
0: Let's fast forward to Sunday. We've got one more game that happens to also be your best bet that we'll save from Saturday. But let's take a look at Maryland and Tennessee. We're going to project Tennessee at minus five in this game. I'll let you uh, take the T box here.
1: So I've got a lot of history with Rick Barnes. um and unfortunately, with this Tennessee team, I feel like they are really good defensively and can be really physical, but are, Very uh, at risk if there's a lot of whistles going on. The nice part, I think, in this one is both these teams are going to try to beat each other up. Maryland and any Kevin Willard team is trying to be as tough as they can. The nice part, I think, for Tennessee is that Kevin Willard's only been there a little while and hasn't really implemented that kind of type of strategy just yet. But seeing the kind of ups and downs of Tennessee, it's really kind of nauseating. I feel like it's basically motion sickness on hardwood. Um, I mean, seeing them with a loss to Colorado right after Colorado lost to Gram uh, to, to Grambling, I believe it was, was uh incredible. But then now seeing them at eight and one makes me feel like, oh, maybe they've righted the ship, and now it was just a bad, bad sign or something like that. I don't know if I really believe in that. I feel like they could have easily lost the USC on a neutral, and no one seems to like USC in any sort of analytical metric-driven anything. Well, I've except been- tall. <laughs> they're they're good at being tall. They're they're good at that. Um. And to me, the way Tennessee goes is how well they make perimeter jump shots. And I just, I've, I mean, we watched, I think it was a best bet of mine last year in the guard and the Jimmy V classic when they went like one for 21 or something like that from three. And unfortunately I just don't know if that is going to happen at any time. So when I see them laying a pretty sizable number to a Maryland team, who I think has been a way above expectations, I think they're picked 10th in the big 10 Um, and they've got a capable uh, coach there who I think, can put them in the right positions uh, feels like a little bit of an expensive price on a neutral to me.
0: I think I kind of feel the opposite way. I, I'm, I'm not totally sure that on, on their best night, Tennessee's not the best team in the country. Oh, like they, they've, could they have more fluidity on offense, better shooting? Sure. But they're super efficient. They constantly get second chance opportunities. And I, I think they're almost without question, the best defensive team in the country. It feels like I, I felt wrong by that Colorado game, too, and because I bet Tennessee in that game. And for them to not only not cover but to lose outright, I was like, what the hell was that? But what they did to Kansas kind of woke me up again. And since then, all they've done is just dominate. And I imagine they're going to be way up for this game. It's their last game for a week. Meanwhile, I don't know if I can say the same thing about Maryland because they're in that weird. And, and I I'm, I'll just say now I hate when teams do this or I hate when conferences do this when you start conference play and then you jump back into non-conference, I feel like the focus is different. Um, I I gener- generally just dislike playing on teams that have started conference play. So Maryland, I thought was exposed a little bit against Wisconsin and the final score that game didn't, it was a five point final. It didn't, t- the Badgers whooped them. And in a game, and that was in a game where they won the rebounding battle. Mer- uh, Maryland was loose with the ball in that game. It won't fly against this team in Tennessee. They will take, they will take, the ball every chance you get uh and
1: i i don't know if i'll end up on the vols but i think it's the only side i could look at here i mean i don't i don't blame you because the cohesion of tennessee they have a lot of players that have returned and have been in that system rick barnes has yelled at them many many times and they know what he wants them to do um i think the Little, little trivia factoid rick barnes once called me an idiot in a press conference I mean, good for you. I feel like if there's yeah. any, if I would put that on my twitter.com profile as a <laughs> uh, as a, a glorification. Um, he's still my profile picture giving a really weird look at Jacobin Brown and I don't foresee myself ever changing that. So um, I've had a lot of history with him um, and I don't really like that history too much. But I mean, these are two ugly shooting teams potentially. Uh, I think that type of game favors Tennessee. Tennessee can murder this team if they shoot well. I just, I just don't know if that's going to happen. All right, before we get into best bets, I'm gonna tell you guys,
0: listen, you go to pregame.com, you sign up, and you get 25 free dollars. I can't, I don't know how to make this easier for you. You don't have to put in your credit card or any of that stuff. You just show up, sign up if you're not signed up, and become part of the team. And you can you get best you get packages from myself, from Griffin, uh Steve Fezzik, McKenzie Rivers, all kinds of people, and you can get them for free, basically, because we're going to give you $25 just for showing up. On top of that, if you're into college basketball, I don't know if you're into college football as well, but it is bowl time. we got a free college football bowl bash contest. It's up now. 20-pick minimum, 50-pick maximum, sides or totals, and the best winning percentage wins. First place, $500 cash plus $500 pregame bulk dollars, which work like cash at the website. Second place, $250 cash, $250 bulk dollars. Third through 10th pays out as well so go to pregame.com click contest and find the bowl bash contest free to enter so no reason why you wouldn't jump in there today all right let's get to your best bet which was one of the the big games on the rundown i'm curious to hear your thoughts san diego state and saint mary's
1: yeah, um, I'm not really a believer in St. Mary's, and I feel like they're not the same team they've been in the past, and I feel like this number kind of comes from that, if you will. Uh, had a nice big win against Missouri State at home, which is uh, ho-hum, um, but... And played Houston tight, I guess. I don't like seeing them losing uh, to Washington on a neutral in overtime, but still not a great loss there. Don't love seeing them lose to a New Mexico team that hasn't been competent in a long time. I know that they're uh, on the up and up compared to where they've been. But from what I see with San Diego State is a tough tough basketball team. St. Mary's tries to play that way as well, but I think San Diego state are tougher or is tougher. And I really liked what I saw from them in Maui. Uh, they really struggled to close out the Arkansas game. Unfortunately felt that bad beat pretty tough. I don't know if that's one you're referring to earlier, but um, there's been a few of those for me so far this season, but I'm not going to cry about it. I think San Diego state is a team that I wanted to back. You put the number out there at Pickham. Um, I feel like the San Diego state crowd is, um, Elite, maybe one of the best in all of college basketball that I don't think a lot of people think about. Uh, this game's in Phoenix, I believe, or in somewhere in Arizona, and I feel like there's going to be a lot of Aztecs on parade for that one. And I think that matters in a a, a line that's a game that's lined at Pickham. Um, there's certainly some concerns with the San Diego State offense, and kind of that three point shooting number is pretty ugly. But I think it's going to be an ugly game, and I feel like they're more likely to win it. Uh, and so that's that's why they're my best bet. I just feel like they're going to. They're the better of the two tough teams that try to get physical with each other on this on this court. And I think the crowd's gonna be really high high behind them.
0: Yeah, I uh I, I was wishy-washy on this game. It feels like my my concern obviously with San Diego State is what you what you mean. They can't shoot. And it's tough to get anything inside against St. Mary's. They're they're a dreadful offensive team too, but they are really good on defense. Uh, So this is one of those, I think this will be a real ugly game. Um, I don't have a a strong take either way. I like you was turned off by the Houston and Washington games and more so that just like there's some nights where their offense just doesn't exist. And that's scary. Uh, I worry that they will have the advantage on their glass. Um, but this thing I think is just to stay away for me. I, I don't have a good feel for either of these teams. Like I said, I, I lost on St. Mary's against Washington, which was why we talked about Washington as my nemesis last week. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going to sit back and watch and, uh, and just you know, let things happen how they happen. Uh, we did go one and one on best bets last week, and that was the bad beat I was talking about was Sienna, uh, your best bet last week against Georgetown plus six, Land seven in a game where Siena wow. was in control for most of the game. That was painful to see. Uh, but we're, I, I feel like a, we've got a bounce bet coming here. Kennesaw State was my pick. Uh, I I gave it out at three and a half. That's what my my clients got it at. And then it was five, uh, five and a half by tip off. And it covered every number that could have possibly covered. So good, good night for Kennesaw. Uh, my best bet this week. I'm going to another K-State team. I'm going with Kent State here. Minus seven at Cleveland State. And it's funny, you texted me uh about the Gonzaga game and talking about Kent State and thinking that man, I feel like this team can hang with with the Zags. And I, I you I think you didn't end up playing. Sadly, way- sadly, no, I did not. And I'm still upset about it but i feel like the last thing you said to me was i'll just watch gonzaga win by uh was it by 8 you said and then they yeah. won by 7
1: yes indeed
0: yes yeah pretty pretty good call by you um but i if, i'm going to i'm going to say kent state is legit and th- they've lost 3 of their last 4 games which that that doesn't bode well at first glance but they've all been road games and it's all been against solid competition you know it was a two point loss at charleston a five-point loss at Houston, and a seven-point loss at Gonzaga. They're competing with teams that have a lot more talent than them, and they are roughing up teams that don't. And the Cleveland State would fall into the teams that don't category. This is not a very talented team. They are a snail. They play super slow under their first-year head coach, Danielle Robinson, but they're just not efficient enough on off. If you're going to play really slow, you better be efficient, and they are not. I, I don't know how this team, you know, gets better. Uh, I, I don't know that they've got the players right now that that Robinson needs to run his system. But they they started out 0-3. Their first loss was at home to Notre Dame of Ohio. Ooh. And then they lost a couple, a couple tough games on the road, Cincinnati and Ohio. No shame in that. And then they won six straight games all against teams outside the Ken Palm Top 200. First time they play one inside the top 200, which, by the way, it was St. Bonaventure. I don't think much of St. Bonaventure, but St. Bonaventure blew them off the floor. The the flashes are excellent uh, guarding the interior. I think it's going to be hard to get buckets inside. And Cleveland State, not only a bad three-point shooting team, they don't even really attempt three-point shots, bottom 30 in attempts. I don't really see how the Vikings hang here with a Kent State team that I think now is confident you know you, they've gone out and played with Houston, played with Gonzaga, two of the ten best teams in the country in their building. I don't think going to Cleveland State is going to bother this team. I think the 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 Golden Flashes are for real. I, I think they they win this game by double digits.
1: So I love when you're backing a team that doesn't have a lot of great wins in their resume um, in a, a situation where they're finally the better team on the floor. I think that's a really good scenario for them to try to. Um, get some of the pain and anguish out because unfortunately no one loves a six and three start even though that sounds pretty good i also feel like the mac is a lot better than a lot of people give it credit for rob center with making this schedule clearly believes his team is good with three out of four road games against charleston who's actually i think a lot better than a lot of people expected very good houston and gonzaga so um not a lot of pretty wins on there though portland i think has More than impressed uh, compared to I think expectations this year Uh, and the good win in the opener at Northern Kentucky. I think they're underdog there too and and blew them out. So uh, I like Kent state and I'm going to be looking to back them probably more in Mac play than in this one, but uh, I think they get right in this one as well. All right, there you
0: have it. The biggest games, some best bets uh, and give you a, you know, a free $25 just for signing up at pregame.com. I think we've covered all the bases. Uh, Enjoy the hoops this week And we will be back uh, Thursday night for a Friday morning release No, excuse me, Sunday night for a Monday morning Release uh, per our usual Schedule, Uh, so we'll be back In the saddle on Sunday night previewing The weekday games coming up Uh, Another, it's this time of year With all the the teams doing finals And stuff like that, it's it's Short slates, but we're digging deep And finding the best stuff for you Uh, For Griffin Warner, I'm AJ Hoffman We will talk to you guys on Sunday.